Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. I have a really special uh, video for you today. I have my friend Tom Olson with me. How are you doing today, Tom? Pretty good. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing very well. And the reason I think this show is going to be particularly interesting to you is, is a lot of the viewers and comments I get are from um, folks looking potentially to invest out of state. Uh, I've done a bunch of research on, on different markets and, and different turnkey providers. And, and one that I'm very fond of is, is one run by Tom and his team. Uh, over there uh, in, in Geary, Indiana. So I thought I'd get him on. We'd, we'd talk about that. We'd talk about his company because he has so many things going on. Um, and that's why I thought we'd get on, on the call today. Is that okay, Tom? Well, thanks for having me, Michael. I appreciate you getting up a little early because it's a different, little different time zone here <laughs> in uh, Northwest Indiana as it is in, in uh, California where you're at there. Um, got to meet our mastermind last, uh, last November. It was a great event. And um, I, th I thought that, that you would fit in really well with those people and really kind of, I'm not sure if it was you or somebody else that said the conversation was a little, little different level than what, you know, you're used to when you're talking to typical real estate entrepreneurs or people just kind of getting started out. So it, it, it was a really good time to meet there, meet your wife and just kind of be able to uh, meet on a different level and, and talk. So that, that, that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had a great time. Uh, what you've built there and, and what I can see coming is, is, is why I reached out and, and was hoping we could do this. So um, why don't we start by talking with your vision, because I really do think it's a vision for you about why flipping gear is, is just makes sense. You know, we, I forwarded you some news articles recently about Indiana being the top market in the country. And it's like you have a crystal ball, frankly. Um, so why don't we just talk about what you see there um, why don't we start there and then, then, then we'll go further. So what, what do you see there? Why does it make so much sense to you? Well, I mean, I have two kind of main businesses. One is Good Success, which is the education company, which you kind of came a part of the mastermind with. Um, and then we have another event in June that it's called the Community Go-Giver event, which kind of I talk about my vision of Flipping Gary and why I'm Flipping Gary. Um, and then the other core business is Olson Group, which is really, if you look at the core of what we really do, we build rental portfolios for investors. I mean, really, that's what Olson Group does. And that's why they exist. That's what that's what we do. Um, as far as me, you know, I'm not sure how much you want to get into the story or not, but kind of how this whole thing came about is in 2008, I, uh, I was living fine, you know, making six figures, feeling like everything was was great in life. And um, almost overnight, basically went from making six figures to 20 grand, like almost just instantly. And um, I found myself figuring out how I can, how, how can I get, get through this? And instead of maybe declaring bankruptcy, instead of kind of taking, you know, what most people would may take the easy route out, I said, hey, 
I can just move my family to Gary, Indiana, and it's not really where I'd want to live, but I, I felt like God was saying, hey, if you humble yourself, I will in due season, I'll, I'll, I'll come back for you. And um, during that time, I, so I, I bought a house for $19,000 cash, put about $15,000 into it, five bedroom, three bath house, you know, 2,700 square feet. What most people in most neighborhoods would think, this is a great, this is a great house, just really wasn't the best neighborhood. Lived there for about two and a half years, my family. And during that time, I kind of feel like it, it, it wasn't, this isn't a vision that I have. This is kind of like a vision that was given to me, or this is a vision that has me. Um, when I, when I would see the people and you have to understand Gary, Indiana kind of, kind of went through two downturn cycles in the decade of the, of the 2000 years, you know, from 2000 to 2010, it actually had two downturns. Wow. Um, and that, and that doesn't normally happen. You know, you, they, they normally talk to Eddie Wilson, talk to like some really smart data people and they never, they say real estate never comes in cycles twice, you know, never cycles twice, you know, in, in a row. So that's why one of the reasons why I don't think we're, we're really in a bubble. You may be in a bubble in California, but the most of the country is not in a bubble when it comes to uh, real estate. And that's because like normally we don't have it twice in a row. We don't have a real estate crash twice in a row as far as economic downturn goes. But Gary actually had it twice in one decade. So in 2003, we had tax reform in the state of Indiana. And most of the houses in Gary, Indiana were, were taxed at about $800 a year. That was the, that was, that was the, the tax. And, um, you know, these houses were worth 50, 60, 70 grand. And, um, you know, they were renting for seven, six, seven, eight, you know, eight, eight hundred ish in, 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 that, in that type of numbers. And um, when I, so back to the story, when I was living in Gary, I kind of just would keep seeing these people. And this was in 2008. So we had the 2003 tax reform, which made these houses go from $800 a month or $800 a year to like investors getting tax bills of like $10,000 because it was, it was, it was a compilation of things. It was the mortgage companies didn't understand what tax bills were, were getting sent out. They were sending out two years in the rear. So they were like making you catch up on, on when they decided it was kind of like, um, we're going to retroactive your tax bill back two years kind of, kind of deal. And then on top of that, the mortgage companies didn't understand that it was for a whole catch up bill. They thought it was like a new six month bill. Mm. So not only were people getting large tax bills, they were also, their mortgage payments were going from like $400 a month to like 12, 1300. And for a house that rents for 750, what do you think most investors are gonna do? They're gonna run for the hills. So that happened in 2003. And then if that wasn't bad enough in 2007 and 2008, we had 2007 and 2008, <laughs> you know, as a national real estate crisis. So like the investors that didn't leave in 2003, 80, 90% of them left you know, eight, eight, you had 80% of investors leave in 2003, and then you had another 80% of investors that left in 2008. Um, and really, it's kind of been that way for the last 10 years. And um, I mean, I do a lot of traveling, a lot of speaking around the country, and I see how, how all these other neighborhoods in the whole country, you know, areas in Dallas, for instance, that are like very dangerous to be in. Uh, and, and I've walked up and down these streets in Baltimore, seriously. Um, I mean, sometimes you're, you're afraid to walk up and down the streets in these cities and those houses are going for like a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, this, this is a very unnatural. Um, that's what I look for. I look for inefficiencies in the market and it's a very inefficient market right here in Gary, Indiana, right next to Chicago. I mean, people, whenever I say I'm from Indiana, most people think I'm from Indianapolis. I don't understand why this, like all of a sudden, you know, this, uh, this connection with all of Indiana is Indianapolis. Um, it's not like Illinois. So Illinois, if you're from Illinois, 90% of the people that are from Illinois are from Chicago. 
Like that's just, that, that's how Illinois is. But Indiana, we're really spread out. There's a lot of um, different markets that have a half a million, a million people all around the, the state of Indiana. And Northwest Indiana is one of those markets. So there's a half a million people in, in Lake County, Indiana. And we are, I mean, my office is actually closer to downtown Chicago than either one of the Chicago airports. So, so to kind of put it in, into perspective. Um, and, and, and so I get to compete, Indiana, Northwest Indiana gets to compete with all the high rents that come out of Chicago, Illinois, because um, taxes in Illinois, for instance, on, on a single family rental property, the exact same houses that we have in, in Hammond and in Gary and in Merrillville, that our taxes are about $2,400 a year, are like $6,500 a year in Illinois. So that's just one of the reasons why I think it's, 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 it's a great play. Not only that, Indiana is a very tax, um, I mean, landlord friendly state. I can normally get a tenant out in 15, 20 days, um, if, you know, from, from the time I, I need to get them out where Cook County, Illinois can be nine months if you have a good attorney. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so all those things kind of puts together. Um, um, back to my story in 2008, and uh, it was a very hard time in my life. It was a humbling time in my life, but I got to see people's eyes and I got to see the, the kind of like the hopelessness that, that they have gone through. And for me, it's not, it's not about this vision to make money. It's about this vision to help the people and the city of Gary, Indiana actually become a thriving um, metropolitan again, like it, it really was in the 1920s. You know, you hear about the Jackson Five, you hear about all, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Gary, Indiana, all these songs, you know, from, from all those, from, uh, you know, past, past movies and such. And it really was a thriving city at one time. And it, it could be again. And, and I, I think there's a lot of things that for me make sense. And I probably can't really explain them all on a short podcast like this, but um, just, no, if you just look at the, at the numbers themselves, it's a completely unnatural market. And it's a place that I believe is going to, and I know, and I know like this is going to sound crazy, but I, it's a place that I believe it's right time, right place. Um, and we're, we're already seeing these spikes in prices already happening, Gary, Indiana. It's something that I kind of felt in 2008, 2009, I never told a single soul until 2012 that God had kind of given me this vision or God had given me this burden to help the people and help the city of Gary. And I, and I kind of regret that. Honestly, I regret not opening my mouth. I regret not having the faith to actually step out in faith and say, Hey, this is going to happen. You know, because I feel like as soon as we started doing that, um, we just start seeing things happen. Um, you know, it's like what you focus on expands and sometimes those things that you focus on and, and like you start getting the word out and now, now we have a, um, an investors meeting, like I said, the community go-giver event every year. And this year, I actually think I'm going to have the mayor of Gary actually there at the event. And, you know, I'm, I've been come, come, I wouldn't say close friends with her, but, but, but we do chat occasionally. And, um, and, and I, I just believe it's not about the money that you make. It's not about the properties. It's not about the rental properties. It's really about the people and the lives that you're affecting in the community that you're serving. And for me, like that's what makes all the difference. And that's why I want to do what, what, what I want to do in Gary. I have this vision to flip the city of Gary. And to me, that doesn't mean like I'm going to flip every house. Um, to me, it means, it means like bring a whole new culture back to the city and bring a, bring a culture of, of, of love and stewardship and, and prosperity and, and um, a, you know, a, a neighborhood building a community inside a community all over um, Gary, Indiana is pretty much kind of where my heart's at when it comes to uh, flipping the city of Gary. And I, what I want to see is people moving back to the city 
and kind of have people moving away from that city of Gary, Indiana. not really the county of Lake County. They've just been moving away from Gary to all the other cities and all the other towns around Gary because Gary only has about 80,000 people. But you got Hammond right next door that has 80,000 people. You got Valparaiso. You've got Maryville has 40,000. Crown Point has 60,000. You have all these little, like, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 towns um, right around Gary, Indiana. So, Northwest Indiana kind of makes up its own little suburbia from Chicago. And it's just, it's just, um, I like it. I, I really do. I mean, I, I know we get a little bit of cold weather up here, and I know people kind of kind of complain about that a little bit. Being close to Chicago, sometimes you know it will get you know below zero. But right now, I don't know what is outside, Josh. Forty degrees, so it's not too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very so, cool. So, so, anyways, like I, I hope that explains where you wanted me to go with that. Yeah. But for me, like that's that's at the heart of the matter, and that's really why I do what I do. Yeah, your your why is very clear. It, it's it's you're very passionate about it. It comes through. The authenticity is is awesome. I do want to go back and sort of pick apart one thing that that you said that I think the the viewers of this are really going to sort of go. What did he mean by that? And that's building rental portfolios for investors. So you know, take your you know, you're out at your, you know, take your California investor where I happen to be sitting today, right? These high tech jobs, these stock options, you know, they're, they got lots of income, no time. Why don't we paint a vision for, for what, what you could do or, or, or what that might look like, if you don't mind? Sure. So what, what I've been doing for the last three and a half years is building people's rental portfolios outside of the city of Gary. So I, I want to do, I do want to make that clear. Sure. Um, Three years ago, I didn't feel myself that it was um, a prudent investment for the city of Gary. Today, I, I actually do. Today, I actually believe it's worth the risk. Um, and, and even if nothing else happens, your appreciation, I believe, is, is going to be there. And I really firmly believe in that. We've had 3,600 jobs announced just in the, city of the last six months. And for a town of 80,000, that's a lot of jobs. Um, there, the, the culture is already starting to change. We're actually getting a Starbucks. There's, there's things that are like happening that like you wouldn't have seen three or five years ago. Um, but, but look, so, so let me, the, for the last three or five years, we've, we've sold hundreds of turnkey rentals or my active turnkey program. I think you have that book active turnkey, yep. um, in which we help investors. The active turnkey program is I think the best way to buy rentals. They buy a house that needs to be fixed. I wholesale the house to them. I have a construction management company that will then fix the house for them. And then I have a property management company that will manage for them on the back end. Um, and then what I expect is people to come in with cash and then they go and refinance and they pull most of their money out. My average investor in the active turnkey program has five to $10,000 into a rental house instead of maybe 20 or 30 into, into their rental house when they're all said and done. So it's, it's a little bit less cash in the deal, which makes their cash on cash return. If you're looking at it from how much investment they have in the deal, a lot, a lot greater. Um, and it helps them recycle that same money. It does take a little bit more time. Um, there are pros and cons of the active turnkey program versus a regular turnkey program. So the, the turnkey program really is like, I buy it, I fix it up, I rent it, I sell it, you know, rented. And, I, and for, for us, the typical numbers outside of Gary. So let me kind of tell you where I, what I've been doing. And then I can kind of give you the numbers of what Gary, Indiana looks like. So the typical house in, say, Maryville, Indiana, um, the active turnkey program, somebody was buying it for, say, 65. We were putting 35 into it, so they'd be into it about 100. And um, then the house was probably worth around 125, 130. Okay. Uh, probably close. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's one number. Some of the numbers are a little higher, but basically you can understand, you know, 80% is what they're normally into the house. So if, if a house is worth 100,000, they're into a house 80,000. But, but for 
for better example's sake, you know, the Maryville, Indiana market, most of my buyers are into about a hundred. That same house will rent for about 1250, 1295, 1300. Okay. Um, and they're, in my opinion, their, their cap rates are eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. Like that's, they, they kind of range in, in those, in those ranges as far as cap rates, cash and cash return is all over the place, depending on how you calculate it and, and yeah. how you want to go that. But I'm looking for like, what, what I believe is how much money you have in the deal versus how much money you're going to start making. And we're pushing, we're really trying to push for 20%, you know, mm-hmm. cash on cash, how much money you have out versus how much money you're going to get in. Now the active turnkey program is much higher than that 20%. And honestly, I've had investors have infinity return from day one because they get all their money back when they, once they refinance. Right. So, I mean, that's, and that's really kind of like the, the dream scenario. And so I felt like if, if, if I could create a program that had so much value, my investors would come back to me over and over and over again. And they really have our active turnkey product. Now, if we have a house that goes for sale in the active turnkey program, we honestly send it to our list and it's sold sometimes within hours. Like seriously, like it is, I mean, we've had houses sell in less than an hour. Um, But the active turnkey program is, is I think, an extreme amount of value for our investors. And um, I've built 20, 30, 40, you know, houses for several different people and in that exact program. And what they're seeing now too is, you know, you know, everybody, you know, the one thing I want to make sure that if you're just getting into rental investing and Michael, I promise you that you can, uh, you can attest to this. You cannot look at the rental portfolio and you cannot look at uh, the rental and the return kind of in the first year. Like you, you cannot stop after the first year and be like, Oh, this isn't a very good investment. <laughs> um, you know, like if you're not in it for the long game, if you're not in this for like five, 10, you know, 20 years, then don't even get into rentals. If you're not going to be committed to the long term, then don't do it. Um, but, but what I see, you know, and, and I'm seeing this now and it's kind of really exciting to me when I'm actually seeing investors, when their eyes light up and I tell them, Hey, the house that you were into for a hundred grand is now worth $180,000. And at the time it was only worth 130 or whatever, something right. you know, like that. And, and they just like, and on top of that, it was renting for 1250 and now it's renting for 1350. That, 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 30 year amortization schedule, when you start looking past year seven and you start looking, you know, on, on how much the rents have increased and in how much your equity pay down is, it is, it is like, you, you, I, you can't even really put numbers to paper cause you can't really explain it. Cause it, it's almost too good to be true. Um, and you couple that with the tax advantages that, that you get with real estate. And honestly, I don't know why anybody would put their money in the stock market. So, um, <laughs> amen. That's just, I mean, and, and I'm a real estate guy. I've had investments in the stock market over years and, and I just, and a lot of them, my investors came from the stock market world and they're like, you know, in 2008, I get hurt so bad that, that they say, you know, I lost 50% of my portfolio in 2008. And, um, I, I have a dentist from Michigan. That's one of my big, I think he's got 30 properties with us. And he's like, I lost so much money that even if I had a 50% return for the next two or three years, I lost so much money that a 50% return on 50% of my original portfolio yeah. doesn't even get me back to where I started from. So it's like, he, he's, he's like, it's, it's just insane. And not only that, the taxes that you pay when you have increases or gains in the stock yeah. market, if a house goes up in value, you don't have to pay that tax until you actually sell the property. And you know, it's kind of crazy. I actually went to a single family office event in um, Miami a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the guys that I talked to there, and these are like very, very wealthy people, hundred million plus, um, or they're, they're managers of people's money that, that have that kind of money. And, 
And the, the long-term thinking that they think about isn't even like 10, 20 years. They're thinking like generational, you know, like they're like, why would I ever sell? You right. know, he's, he's like, we bought a thousand homes. I talked to one guy, he said he bought a thousand homes in Europe, uh, mostly in Great Britain um, and in, in the fifties. And he's like, he's like, why would I ever sell those properties? They're worth like 20 times what we paid for them. <laughs> And not only that, you know, they're all paid off. And he's like, you know, I, I, I'm never thinking about how much, how much I can, um, you know, how, how much money I can make from selling a property or how, how much it's even worth. It's all about the cash flow and the long-term um, investment strategy that, that, they, that they have. And how can I pass this on to my kids and my kids' kids? And um, there's just so many advantages that, that come along with real estate. And I really love to be able to serve my investors. Um, that's our number one focus with the Olson group is like, how can we serve our investors better? How can we give them a better product? Um, how can we do little things like, like for instance, two years ago, we started putting granite in all of our houses. Um, it's one of those things where like nobody else in my market's doing it. You know, you might have people in Fresno where, where you have rentals do it, but for in our market, nobody does in rentals. Hmm. Um, it costs us about six to $800 more for a house. I get $50 more per month in rent. So you do the math. I mean, yeah. are you, is anybody willing to take like 60% return on your money? I mean, I am. Yeah. Um, so, you, so stuff like that, we're, we're, we're going to start actually putting in um, the, uh, the phone charger little things and in, in some ah. of the plugs in the house. And people think, you know, it's so, you know, it, the, the renters are like, they think it's a luxury, you know, right. it costs us $10 for an extra, <laughs> for a, a better plug than, than what the, what you normally ha would have. We don't got to put them in every single plug in the house, but like a couple in the kitchen, yeah. couple in the bed, you know, one in the bedroom, each bedroom maybe. And you just think about it, just those little things can add so much value. And um, that's, that's what, what we're trying to do for my own personal portfolio and for my investors. Like how can I add more value to the renters? How can I add more value to my investors? And how can I build, you know, portfolios for people where in the long, in the long haul, um, I'm looking for people to kind of come with me in this, this long-term vision for Gary and Gary. So let's kind of back up. I told you about the numbers outside of Gary. Well, the numbers inside of Gary, Northwest Indiana look more like this. So if you're, you're most of my, and, and the, this is kind of, this is kind of the problem. The retail market for Gary, Indiana is 45 to $60,000 in most houses. That's the retail. There is no retail really. And I mean, I shouldn't say there is no, there is, it's coming back. Um, and we've actually seen houses in those same neighborhoods sell for over $100,000 in the last, in the, in the summer. And so no houses have traded in these areas for 10 years, over 45, 50 grand. And all of a sudden we're seeing houses like spike immediately into the hundreds, hmm. which to me is like, I better get in now and I better, I better get by as many of these houses. And you know, now while the, while it's still good. Right. Um, but those houses that I'm all into for say 45 or 50, they rent between 750 and 850. Um, and, and even sometimes as much as $900 a month. So that's the, the typical numbers. Those taxes are probably about $1,500, $1,600 a year. So if you want to do the math on your own calculators, you guys can kind of figure out, you know, property management's 10%, all, you know, all their other things you can guys can figure out with your maintenance or, um, or, or vacancy rates. So vacancy rates, I, I'm going to assume they're a little higher in Gary. Um, and maintenance, I'm going to assume a little higher than, than what I would normally assume in some other markets around the area. But I think in the long haul, even if the cash flow is even, which I don't believe it will be, and my own personal portfolio will attest to that, um, I think the appreciation that we're going to see in Gary, Indiana, with all the new jobs coming and all the change that's happening, Gary, Indiana, I think is going to turn into a logistics town. Yeah. Um, we just extended the runway three or four years ago, 
at Gary, Indiana uh, airport. And the, the runway at Gary, Indiana, the, at the Gary airport is actually longer than the runway at Midway hmm. in Chicago. So like they can get all the big planes in. There's, there's a lot of construction happening right now as I speak on the actual airport grounds. A lot of companies are coming in saying, hey, we want a piece of this. And, mm-hmm. and the, the future is, is happening. Like I can see it happen right in front of my eyes. And it's really exciting to kind of be a part of it and something I've been kind of talking about. And I'm still getting people telling me I'm wrong and you know <laughs> it's never going to happen. And that's what it takes sometimes. It takes somebody to leap out on faith and say, you know what? I've been proving people wrong for my entire life and I don't plan on stopping now. There you go. And, and, and I don't think you're wrong either. I wouldn't have reached out to you if I, didn't, if, if I thought you were wrong. I, I think you're right. Uh, so much so that I plan to come and see what you're doing sometime in January because I think you're right. I think there's, I, I do. I think the time is right now. I think, you know, there's a couple of things that are going to happen, right? Values are going to go up uh, over time. And, and you're right, there could be a spike. Uh, but eventually what's going to happen is you're going to be able to go out and get just traditional loans, right? Most, most banks, kind of frown upon the 50K or so loan yep. below just because of the paperwork and the extra risk they take on. Um, but eventually you're going well, to get that's to that. something, that's something to think about because the actual federal government is going to actually start forcing that back into play sure. come January 1 of 2019. So we oh. actually already have a, we have a local bank, Centier Bank here that is actually already loaning in that lower than oh, $50,000 nice. price point. So it's, it's our, again, all that stuff is happening today. Nice. Like everything that you just said and where you're going, like that is happening right now. And it's yeah. really exciting. Cause that's that when that comes in, in and you get to that magic $80,000 kind of retail number, uh, it kind of unlocks a bigger wave, right? Even more people come in. Cause then they go, Hey, I have 20% or 25% and you know, they can go get a traditional, you know, FHA loan. So, mm-hmm. wow. Knowing what's coming January 1st, you know, less than a week away. Um, I think there's so much momentum that people watching this should, should type in Gary, Indiana and look up the Olson group and, and really see what's there. Uh, so far we've done a lot of talking about houses. I'd be remiss if we didn't at least touch on small multifamilies, maybe duplex through quads or small apartments. Is that same kind of idea or is that kind of stuff to stay away from or, or where do you see that in, in, in your market? Oh no. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm all in when it comes to all of, all of the above, really. Okay. Like I, I'll do syndications with, with uh, it's just not my, my niche. My niche is, Mitch is probably single family. We do have, we actually just sold two or three plexes in the last two or three months. I actually have 10 duplexes that will be coming up live for Turkey and Hammond, Indiana. Um, I think those numbers are like $90,000 for each duplex and each side is like rented for seven fifty or something like that. So you do the math. It's really yep. good numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, I think obviously if you can get the duplexes, if you can get the four, you have very many of them in, in our, so, um, you know, it's, it's more of a bigger city type of deal. Okay. Um, so like we do have duplexes, we do have four units, um, that, that we kind of get our, our hands on our niche though, is kind of just like our bread and butter is a single family rental portfolio. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm all for those things. It's just kind of the location that I'm in. Yeah. There's not as many of them available. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, we are looking at build to rent. We are looking at kind of new construction as, as, as an option as well. But um, just, kind of, I actually came from the new construction. My background's actually in construction. Wow. Um, from, from the time I was 12 years old, I started working for my eighth grade history teacher all the way until, you wow. know, honestly, 2008 is I worked only construction, you know, for, for that 
period of time. Um, I, and I started with a construction management company that that's really kind of where my, my, my roots are in that. I actually have a book coming out. Um, Josh, what did we decide to name it? Josh is in my office. Investors versus contractors. Investors versus contractors. Ah. You know, that's, that's the name of the book, um, about a hundred pages and it should be a good, good, good read and kind of my take and my spin on, you know, how, how, why I started this active turnkey program working for investors, fixing and flipping. I would actually go out and help them find a property. I would, I would work with a realtor to help them find a property. I would give them a whole scope of work before they bought the property. I'd tell them what it's going to be worth before they bought the property. And all I wanted out of the whole deal was to just get to do the, the, the contracting work. Sure. You know, like if you were, if you're, you're an investor, right? Mike, if, yep. if, if, a, if, if a contractor came to you, you'd be like, okay, what's this guy smoking? You know, yeah, like exactly. he's, he's like, he, he's like giving me everything. And all I have to do is give him some money and he's going to make the whole deal happen. I actually did that for about a hundred houses for three different investors in a, in a two year period of time back 2008, 2009. And that, that's kind of where I got the, the whole idea for my active turnkey program. I didn't realize how much value I was bringing to the market. So now we just, we wholesale the properties to them. Sure. So I wasn't making any money on that front end at all. Right. Um, and then we do the contracting work and then we property manage for them on the back end. And we really just try to make it a full service, but, but active turnkey is kind of done with you, you know, cause you're taking the risk, you know, right. if something goes wrong, you know, you're taking the exact same risk I would take is if I was buying right. the property myself to, 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 to do it for myself. Um, so th that's just kind of like the, the difference between the two programs. I think there is also, there's a ton of value in regular turnkey because you can deploy a lot more money quicker. Yeah. You know, if you're the type of person that has a lot more money, um, you know, you could, you can buy 16 houses, you know, like, like really fast and actually be cash flowing immediately with, you know, like $400,000 for instance, could basically get you, um, 16 houses. I think it's about right. Right. Four houses per hundred. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so, so if you're working with a smaller dollar amount, sometimes it's better to kind of churn that same money over and over again with the active turnkey program. But if you're working with a lot more money and some of my investors do both, you know, they'll buy, they'll use $200,000 and buy two, two turnkeys, two active turnkeys, and they'll buy, you know, eight turnkeys and kind of get, get going with this. Um, so something I always tell my investors is try to get to 10 as fast as you possibly can get. So then you can kind of start feeling like what this is really going to feel like and, and what these kind of numbers look like. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we wrap this up and sort of talk about what you see sort of three to five years out? Uh, and why don't we just focus on, on Geary? Cause I think that's what we're going to sure. call this, this video. What, where do you see this going? You, lots of positives, well, lots, lots of stuff. Coming. <laughs> but, but actually, I, I actually was actually questioned by a, a very smart guy a couple of weeks ago about this strategy. So I'm kind of, I'm not saying I'm rethinking it, but this is, this, this is kind of what I'm going, I'm going into Gary myself yep. with lend, with lenders money. So a lot of people that, that also buy rentals in out of state, they also find people like me and they loan their money to, and if I can give them eight or 10%, like they're really happy with just getting eight or 10%. They don't have, yeah. they don't have to take the risk. I'm taking the risk. So, and, and I always feel like leadership means that you go first, but you yeah. kind of have to eat last, you know? So like with Gary, Indiana, for instance, I've been starting to build my own portfolio in Gary, Indiana, which I already had a portfolio outside of Gary, um, before that, but I'm building in Gary, Indiana right now, currently myself with, with, with lender money. And my plan is to exit in three to five years. So oh, like, okay. that's, that's my plan. So like, if, if, if you, if you, you could tell how much I believe in it myself because I'm going there first and I'm saying, I believe these houses that are worth a hundred now in Miller beach. Um, for instance, I actually have vacation rentals in Miller beach, which is actually a really nice area of Gary, right, right by uh, Lake Michigan. And, um, 
I believe those houses I'm into 100, 125 are going to be worth two, 250, 300. Like it, you don't, you don't get houses a, a, a block from the beach right. for a hundred, hundred grand. Like it's just, just I don't care happen. where you're at. It doesn't yeah. happen. So, um, so you know, those houses, same thing with the, with the 30, 40, $50,000 houses. I believe those houses are going to be worth 80, 90, a hundred thousand dollars. And I know I'm doing this, like what I'm doing, what everybody tells me not to do when it comes to don't like preach appreciation. Don't tell you it's going to happen. But when you see it happening in front of your eyes and you see the houses already selling for a hundred thousand dollars, I can't see why it wouldn't be a hundred thousand dollars for every house. And I'm not looking to be the fix and flipper. I'm not looking to be the guy that pushes the, um, and I think there's a lot of value for the fix and flippers that kind of come into those neighborhoods and they push those values. They over improve the houses. I, I think there's value because they're, they're adding value to the whole neighborhood, but sure. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that comes in, holds the rental portfolio longer term. And when every house is selling for a hundred thousand dollars and I'm only into them 30 or 40 or 50, that's what I'm selling. I'm selling when every house, there's no house is selling for under a hundred thousand um, dollars. And I've been able to kind of take that, that, you know, the, the cash flow at, on the way up right. to be able to help pay the investor back and to be able to um, make, make some money on, on it. And I, I, but I'll tell you, like, so I was questioned on that strategy um, at this single family summit. He's like, why would you do that? Like, if they're worth more money, they're going to be renting for more money. Why wouldn't you keep them? So now I'm thinking, well, maybe that might be a different I, I may change my mind, but at least I'll tell you the one thing it does give me is if, it, if, if everything I'm saying comes true, it gives me a lot of options. Yes. And if everything I'm saying doesn't come true, I won't be any worse off than I am today because in my opinion, those houses are, the, the rents are going to continue to go up. Um, our, so I'm already like, so for instance, I just finished a duplex where I think I'm into about 55. Um, it's actually an upper lower duplex. It's not really like a side-by-side -side duplex you normally see in most of our areas. But I think the downstairs unit is renting for 500 and the upstairs unit is renting for 675. And I'm into it like 45. Mm. You know, so like, again, like, even if what I'm saying doesn't happen, I'm going to be just fine. Yeah. I, well, here, here's my, here's my prediction for you. Cause I, I'm actually going through it right now in, in, in my market in Fresno. So we bought a lot of stuff for the 40, $50,000 marks. And what we've decided to do after a five year run, maybe it's been seven years is instead of selling, which as you know, is a tax inefficient strategy, we're going yes. in and refining our small yep. multi. So all our duplexes and tries and quads, and we're paying off a whole pile of single family homes. So we have more flexibility, right? So, yes. and actually our payments are going down because like you, we use private money or hard money to buy these 40 and 50 and 60 K homes. So now our interest rates are going down. Our payments are going down. Rents have gone up 30% and I have a bunch of free and clear houses. Not a bad day, right? So yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, I love what you're doing because you're leveraging more, but you actually have free and clear. So like the free and clears then give you the flexibility. If all hell comes loose and everything yep. goes crazy, they can't take those, those paid off houses. Nope. And if the paid house, you know, let me you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. so leverage the other ones to the max as much yep. as you possibly can and then pay off the pay off a portion of your portfolio. I love that strategy for, for long-term um, yeah. thinking. Yeah. And I think that's coming your way in three to five years. Cause you're yes. going to look at selling these 50, you know, taking a 50 K hit or, you know, capital gains, you'd be like, Nope, I'll just leverage those up, pay those off and, and, and do it again. So I, I see that coming your way. <laughs> yeah. The other thing to look at too is half of Gary, Indiana is opportunity zone. So if everybody's ah. interested in that, well, that is a whole nother play. Yeah. So keep that in mind as well. Um, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out the, the opportunity zone thing. I thought it was for all cash, but I didn't realize it's only for 1031 money coming into the opportunity yeah. zones. 
so that kind of like changes um, what my original thought was about the whole opportunity zone thing. But um, there, I think that that's actually part of what I believe is boosting the economy in Gary, Indiana, because it's also for, for business. Uh, so if a business comes into an opportunity zone, they can also not have um, capital gain when they go to sell their business. So I, we just had a steel manufacturer come from Illinois and they're, they're moving their whole facility right into Gary, uh, Indiana yeah. because of a lot of that and the tax advantages of the state itself. And, and just the, 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 I think the, the logistics are easier here too. Um, we're, like I said, we're right on Lake Michigan. So we have waterways which are connected to all of the, the Great Lakes, which also connect to, to Mississippi River. Um, you also have the, the airport and you have 8094 that goes east and west, coast to coast. I-65 goes all the way south to the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. So you have all four types of transportation. Oh, trains. Don't even get me started on how many trains are out here. <laughs> so we, we have like every type of logistic uh, way or you, you can get in and out from, you know, all four major ways to travel in, 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 this, in this area as well. Very, very cool. Well, I want to make sure we, we close out and turn the mic over to you and sort of just share what you want, you know, inspiration, how to get a hold of you, you know, what your ideal investor looks like, you know, whatever you'd like. The, the, the floor is yours. Share away. I know it's, it's hard for me to kind of ask for things. I don't really go that way. Normally, I just want to just tell people to focus on their number one, their purpose in life. Like, what is your, I feel like everybody ought to be prepping all the time. P-R-E-P. Every day we ought to go figure out what is our purpose. Like, what, why am I doing what I'm doing? I think that's the most important thing you always should be thinking about. Like, why am I here on this earth for my whole life? Why am I living? We go through seasons in life, you know, like right now I've got kids. So part of my purpose has to be in my kids. Um, that's kind of why I do some of what I do. Um, ministry, what, what, what I do for others is part of my purpose. So P is the first P is, is purpose. Number R, R is responsibility. What, what is your responsibility to do today? It's kind of like my to-do list, you know, like what are my responsibilities? What do I got to do today? And in order to fulfill that purpose, you know, what, what are the things that some things are God given responsibilities, like, like children, for instance, you know, like nobody else can be the father of my children other than me. And I've got to make sure that I have to take care of those responsibilities first. Some of the responsibilities I give to myself and some responsibilities I probably should give away to somebody else. <laughs> Um, e is encouragement, exhortation. Like we should always be trying to figure out how can we be encouraged and how can we encourage other people and how can we exhort people? How can we, how can we, how can we influence them to do good works and to do better and do, to, to help people? And then P, what are you really passionate about? How am I going to grow every day? What are the disciplines in my life I need to keep away from, from me? Um, you know, what, what are the things I need to put boundaries up? Um, and I think that a lot of growth happens by putting boundaries up. It's not just about like growing a tree, but like, it's actually like putting those boundaries up and how do I water myself? How do I keep that passion flowing every day? And those are kind of like our, it goes right along with our core values of charity, stewardship, community, and growth. It, they, 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 the exact same line by line PREP. And that's kind of what I, I would just, if you ask me what I want to leave with people, focus on your, on your purpose, own your responsibilities encourage as many people as you possibly can and challenge them and support as many people as you possibly can be that steward um, and, and, ha and have a passion to grow in everything that you do every single day. Cause if you're not growing, you are dying. Absolutely. Well, let's not forget to ask how, if somebody watches this and wants to get a hold of your group, look at active turnkey or maybe just buying turnkey properties. How would they reach out to you or your company? Um, I'll just give out my email address for, for, for that. We are building the website, olsengroup.com. I don't think that that's, that's quite, I know we, we own it, but I don't think that that's there. Olsengroupnetwork.com is where, um, that would be. I think Olsen group, um, we are, 
we are building an email list and we also have Facebook there, but those are kind of all in the works. We are building actually a podcast about around the whole turnkey for active turnkey a podcast is what it'll be called. Um, I don't think, I think activeturnkey.com is still available, but we're kind of moving that around. Goodsuccess.com is really where the education company's at. And that's kind of where you can find out more about, um, that my personal email though is T Olson, O L S O N at goodsuccess.com and that's a perfect way to get a hold of me if anybody ever wants to get a hold of me and honestly I'll give out my cell phone because I don't really care as long as you're not a telemarketer then you have my full you know right to text me anytime 219-742-7957 and like I said no telemarketers so if you're not a telemarketer then you're allowed to text me or call so um, I, I appreciate you letting me be on um, I would love to have as many people as would like to come to the community go-giver come to the community go-giver and that is communitygogiver.com and you can learn more about that right now I think we still have early bird pricing so if people wanted to get save a couple hundred bucks on that they could uh, jump on there and then uh, Josh is the active turnkey book still available okay so the active turnkey book is available on Amazon we actually did have a free offer that we we just stopped. So <laughs> very good, very good. if somebody does want a copy of that, if they'll email me and ask me for a copy of that, I will send them a copy of that. All right. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you giving us time. I love what you're doing. Uh, I, I see a, a very bright future for you. So uh, I'm glad, uh, glad we made this happen. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me on, Michael. I appreciate everything that you're doing with helping people um, invest in real estate, build a portfolio, one house yeah. at a time. Is that what yeah. you're doing? Yeah. One rental at a time. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. One rental at a time. I, I, I love that. And I think that's really the right way to do it. Very cool.